Why might guys get defensive over issues of safety and trust? Also, what can you do if the guy just doesn't want to change? But first, are safety and trust the same thing? We'll see you in there. Okay, so safety and trust, are they the same thing? Are they different? Um, <clears throat> Matt, I'm sure you have uh, a great deal of input on this. So I'll, I'll let you start off. Safety and trust, are those, they the same thing? Well, I don't necessarily think they're the same thing personally, but in the context of my coaching work and the context of the ideas that I try to impart to the people I work with and the, the ideas that I write about, I do tend to conflate them. I, and the reason why, and because, and we talked about this in a previous conversation, this idea of Maslow's hierarchy and how critical safety is as a human need, and I just believe that correlates so closely with relationships, relationship health. We require safety in order to have a relationship. And to me, the presence of trust correlates with the presence of safety. And as trust increases between two people, the way that, the way that I think about it, the way that, and again, it's a hyper-focus typically on common male habits in male-female relationships tends to be like the focus of my work. And I think we absentmindedly do things that contribute to trust erosion in the relationship, which to me equates to the loss of safety, which frequently results in one or both partners wanting to exit the relationship because it doesn't feel like a good, healthy, stable, reliable, safe thing anymore, you know, that we can count on being here next week, next month, next year. And so I, I conflate them in that way. And I think if people can prioritize the idea of safety and trust in their relationships and make each of their moments, each of their conversations, what they do or don't do, what they say or don't say to their romantic partner and, and, and then have the mission be always to be maintaining or increasing safety and trust rather than like harming it, rather than eroding it that that will serve them well in their relationships. And that's just the way that I talk and think about it. I'd be very interested in, in parsing like the distinction between the two. And I don't think in any way doing so would invalidate, you know, the work that I'm doing, but I'd be curious for people that are watching this, how helpful distinguishing them might be. Yeah, yeah. I, well, go ahead. Sounds like you had a thought. I feel like safety is, I feel safe, period. I'm safe. Um, trust involves other people. You know, I, um, I guess trust can involve myself. I trust myself and my higher power to take care of myself. But um, I think, yeah, I feel like they're just a tiny bit different in that, um, like I can, I can feel like I trust my husband, but if I have a near accident on the road, suddenly I don't feel safe, you know? So that's kind of how I, yeah. that's how I personally apply it. Yeah. Now, feeling safe within relationship, that's a different thing as well. And that I think is where the trust comes in. Yeah. I, <clears throat> For me, the idea of safety in relationship is, you know, is the other person going to harm me 
uh, physically, financially, um, emotionally is, is where it gets gray, but there's, you know, can I, can I go to sleep tonight and expect not to, you know, have certain things happen in the middle of the night that would feel unsafe? Um, so there's that element to it. And then the trust piece, you can have <clears throat> all sorts of physical feelings of safety, but a huge lack of trust for what the other person does or, or does around you or, or so on. Um, and it's really, there's a lot of gray there. There's a, there's a lot of areas where it's like, well, that's kind of trust and that's kind of safety and one impacts the other quite quickly. You know, I can, I can feel unsafe and now my trust is decreased too, or I can feel unsafe, but I have a lot of trust for the other person. You know, it, it, there's just, it, it can, it's tied together somehow. And, and I think this is a great reason to explore this. Yeah. And well, my work lives in the gray. Like I, uh, I was so defensive of the notion that I wasn't a danger, that I wasn't unsafe because of all those sort of quote unquote black and white things. I'm not going to financially harm you. I'm not going to physically harm you. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to call you vile names or do anything on purpose knowingly to like subject you to harm or pain in any level. Therefore, I'm a safe person. And I failed to recognize that I did a bunch of things in my blind spots that resulted in feelings of harm for my partner. And then we got stuck in this like invalidation conflict pattern, she and I, and over time eroded her again in my world of conflating. I only think about safety when I'm talking about it in the context of relationships. I, you know what I mean? I definitely distinguish between you know, walking into oncoming traffic or standing out in the middle of a gun range or whatever, something that's sort of inherently dangerous in like an obvious physical way. And I'm, I'm only talking about the gray areas of, of the relationship um, when I say it. And maybe I should have been more clear about that at the beginning. But I do think that speaks to why so many men, particularly, um, are, are defensive about the idea of, of safety and trust in their relationships. They, they you know, vehemently argue the idea that, that they're a danger, that they're a threat, because so many men would never try to hurt their wife, their romantic partner. Um, and, and then they fail to accept responsibility when they do on the merits that they didn't try to. Right. And, and anyway, that's, that's that nuanced gray area. And I, which I believe all of the vast, vast majority of my work lives in that gray area. I think most relationships are not harmed by obvious so-called black and white dangerous things that they're harmed by the gray area stuff that never ends because so hard to see right it's so hard for people to understand that until hopefully hopefully they're engaging in conversations with others perhaps sometimes like ourselves and learning new ways to think about it uh -huh. yeah. matt you said you only think of safety within relationship i used to as well um, but over the healing years and, and something i have to do with the women is if the guy isn't changing i have to go okay Let's take a 
let's take a bigger look at your life. Like, how do we get you safe, period? No matter what he does, no matter if he's going to validate you or invalidate you, like, how can you stay safe? So I have to really help them because I had to do it myself. I had to, um, in my own personal life with Jay, I had to go, okay, I keep looking at him for safety. He's not a safe person. He hasn't learned how to be safe yet. How do I be safe on my own? You know, and, and so that's why I don't tend to think of safety just within relationships, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. What is, can you, forgive me, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'd love to know what does that look like? I mean, all of my work is, is often rooted in this idea of empathy, compassion, respect for the experiences of the other person. I'm usually working with men, so we're hyper-focused on the experiences of their, their female partners the vast majority of the time. What does it look like for these women to pursue safety with if they deem their husband, romantic partner, whoever, to be a source of danger to them? Or, or, or at best, to be in the absence of, of comfort while feeling unsafe what that physically looks like might look like divorce if if she's just done it might look like physical out of house separation but what i tend to have women do is start an in-house separation first where you know if uh where she has her own space that she can go to and one of the things you just said matt was respect where she can go to and he will respect that space. Typically by this time of working together, he knows when he's messed up, you know, he's like, okay, I'm, I just felt a shift. So we must be in kind of a breakdown mode. She's in that safe space. So I need to respect her in that. And during our healing years, that's what, you know, we had to do here in the home was that I had to have this space and thank God Jay respected that space because whereas before uh, he would uh, react a certain way and that would you know cause world war three in the home it got to the point where I knew I'm heading toward my safe space he's going to respect it and within three steps I knew I was okay it was like, okay, he needs to get his stuff together. He needs to, you know, get in the right mindset. Um, I'll, I'll wait until that happens, but I'm going to go have fun in my safe space. You know, I'm going to go watch the show that I couldn't watch around Jay or, uh, you know, read the book that I've been wanting to get to or whatever. And so physically that's, or, or practically, that's what that looks like um, as far as being safe on my own kind of apart from the relationship. And, and I, I really believe women need that sort of, um, that sense of safety within themselves um, in order to handle the, you know, to get through the healing years as the guy's learning, maybe a better way to, to show up. Another way it looks is, um, it's probably four years into our healing, three or four years, I realized if I spent as much time working for a company as I did on this relationship, I would make a killing 
like I would make a killing. At that point, I was, um, I had been working part-time, but by that time I um, had quit that job. Didn't want to go back to accounting, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, uh, that I have my degree in. Had no desire to go back to that. But I thought if I'm learning so much about relationships that if I applied that to any organization out there, I could, I could take care of myself. I would be safe, you know, apart from the relationship. And that helped me not feel so stuck, not feel like, gosh, I haven't worked in how long and I wouldn't be able to make a living wage out there right now and that sort of thing. So that's a couple of practical ways that that looks like. Thanks for watching. In the next episode, we'll discuss how guys can keep from mistreating their partners. So we'll see you then.